Welcome to the Red Cedar Rundown, the number one MSU basketball and football fan podcast. On this week's episode, Basketball Rivalry Edition 2.0, we look back at last week's games and find out what went wrong at Wisco, and then look ahead to this week's big game, including the one in Ann Arbor, with a special call-in from our resident Mish fan, Kish. Send us your comments and questions, and we'll be sure to read them on the show. Clark? Gary. How you doing, bud? Welcome in, bud. One of Gary's cats just scurried by in the studio. <laughs> Ooh, we got a live listener. <laughs> let's get him on. Wafts? Waff? You coming on. on. Come on over. Come um, on. Oh, Waff ran away. Okay. Anyways, you know, one and one last week. Kind of disappointed. Yeah. Well, I feel like we could have made some distance uh, with ourselves in uh, Illinois and others in the Big Ten if we had won the game we should have won. I think that's well, if we had any, without any saying. business losing that Wisconsin game. I think everybody that saw it knows that. And I only saw a portion of it because I had to work on Saturday. But yeah, it was worth it. See, guys, that's even more reason to donate to the Red Cedar Rundown so Clark doesn't have to work so I can a retire. day job. Yeah. Yeah. If you want to hear more of this, he can't even watch the games for God's sakes. Guys, come on. I mean, come on. Help him out here, guys. Help a brother out. Yeah. But no, for real. I mean, let's just start. We'll, we'll go game by game because uh, there's a lot to digest. So uh, let's just quickly break down that Northwestern game uh, from last week and just talk about a little bit. It was a good performance. I mean, no. You were a little scared going into that game. You even referenced some, scared. Of, uh, yeah. you referenced some of the close scores that uh, Northwestern I has brought up. up some factual information that I wanted the people to understand. Okay. That it wasn't a pushover win. You can check the tone of my voice. Okay. If I was scared. I wouldn't have predicted a 15-point win. You did predict a 15-point win. We won by 29. I predict a 22-point win. Well done, Gary. A little more confident than me. I was. I, I just think we're a different team at home. Hundred percent. I think that's one of it. One of the uh, things and the reason why I predicted such a yeah. large margin of victory. And it was Northwestern, so that was the reason. I mean, we could have legitimately won was, by fifty points. First that half game. was ugly. Yeah. I mean, I was never not confident we weren't going to win by twenty plus. I mean, I knew we were, but I mean, we probably would have won by fifty if we'd played better in the first half. I just don't understand what's up with this team in the first half. Like we come out completely yeah. unenergetic lackluster can't hit shots i think a lot of it is shot making too like we're yeah, ice cold dude. in the first half i just don't know what's in the mentality like do you think they're somehow nervous or like what do you think is going through their heads or why do you what could be attributing to this cold shooting in the first half and rush shots not i mean honestly too what's the lineup gonna be game in game out until he has like a set lineup every single week mentality i don't know yeah uh yeah it's confidence it has to be holding on to the damn basketball when it gets past you making layups the we'll simple about, things we'll talk about that in the wisconsin game oh here yeah in a little we're bit, gonna get right into that here in a second that's uh those things man i mean yeah i mean three-point shot if they're not falling at the beginning then it's just brick after brick just a barren wasteland of shit box for three-point attempts and that the same aren't going thing in. with cassius i think yeah he again has a slow start in the first half and then comes out and he scored in this game and he one assist yeah shocking very unlike cassius hit five turnovers though don't like that yeah x had a pretty good game 12 8 4 three steals two blocks you know you want that from him he only took six shots i'd like to see more than that from him uh aaron henry was you know Pretty good. Six points, four rebounds, four assists. He looked more confident in this game, but two of nine from the shot from shooting though. Yeah. It's you know, if there's I don't think there's a lot to take away. Foster Lawyer, I thought, looked good in this he's game. He looked phenomenal. Yeah. Look, he's, I gotta give him credit, man. Ever since, you know, he must have listened to you know, a couple of our episodes earlier in the year because that boy's woken up and he's becoming a three point threat for us. Well, I really like he's that. Like really his shot. looking for his shot now. He's got some more swagger. He just looks like he's more confident he's on the not floor. Turning the ball over at will like he yeah. was at the beginning. And playing of the better season. defense, honestly. Yeah. No, he is. I mean four of six from three in this game. You can you ask for much more? I mean, double digits out of him in a big ten game. I'm I was thrilled, man. Yeah. He's 
He's looked a lot better, and that's uh, that's something that could pay dividends. You know, later on in the year, I think it's uh, it's a big deal. I mean, I definitely want to see more Julius Marble, though. Yeah, I'm more very surprised forward. at the lack of seven minutes. Play. Got six points in seven minutes, man. I mean, he's got the body to play in the Big Ten. Stop playing Kithier. Stop it. I mean, Izzo must see something in practice that he's making these decisions based off. At least I want to assume that is the case. It's got to be, you know, experience. Kithier has, you know, he's a pretty high IQ guy. I mean, that's what we talk about. A good, he's a gritty guy. He's just he gets bodied though, man. He gets pushed around, he, and he he can't play for his defense size that great. Yeah, really, he, man. no, his defense, but like he still puts in a pretty good effort. Like he doesn't and have he holds f- his own for the most part. Right. He doesn't have the frame though to like just like you know when a guy goes down low and they're bodying you up he doesn't have the frame to just you know stand straight up and you know try and you know prevent the guy from scoring whereas kithier just gets bodied under the post and you know they, they're gonna score yeah or he's gonna follow him yeah it's your either one uh but i don't know i just in the athleticism is off the charts with marble in comparison to kithier well, I, yeah i want to see more marble moving forward I, it's just Call me selfish. There must be, like I said, there must be something. Whether it's his Loyalty. defense or I don't, I don't think it's a. This isn't a D'Antonio uh, situation. I don't Izzo's believe. Izzo's been guilty of that bullshit before. Mm. Jaron Jackson Jr., Ben Carter. Will that ring a bell? Yeah, I know. Does that ring a bell? No, it does. Oh yeah, Spartan fans, I brought it up. Ben Carter. I don't know if that's the same situation. We'll, well see as it go, as it goes. He's a freshman. You have to keep that in mind. There's still so is a Jared lot Jackson to learn. Junior. I know. I know. But now look at him. <laughs> Shout out to Rose. Anyway, let's let's just jump into the next game because the Northwestern game was, as we said, an un- uneventful game. Yeah, not a lot and to take from it. We blew him out. It exactly. You yep. love to see it. But let's get into the Wisconsin game. I mean, I called it going into it a must win because. It's a winnable game. I don't think Wisconsin, you know, they're, I would say, in the middle of the pack, but lower tier middle of the pack Big Ten team because pretty much it, the middle of the pack in the Big Ten is like every other team except yeah, like the top four. Exactly. Um, and Northwestern and Nebraska on the bottom. So, you know, this was a winnable game and one that I, I thought was a very crucial game for us to win the Big Ten championship, especially outright. And we came out and just – and, you know, Kobe King – their second leading score, I believe, and starting point guard left the program midweek. Yep. Then you got Brad Davidson, your favorite player of all time, getting suspended as you hoped. You called for it and, and got what the you big you Thank you for, for doing the right thing and you know kicking that scumbag off the game, out of the game. But yeah, th- with those two missing, there's no excuse to drop this game. Well, here's the thing. There was a lot of energy coming out of Wisconsin. I think they understood that. Oh, yeah. And yeah, it was they, a must win for them, too. Yeah. They came yeah. out and they were hitting fadeaway jumpers. They were hitting three pointers from Class- two, classic. From two to three feet behind the three point line. I, it was unbelievable. Classic opposition starting off hitting miracle shots for a second. I think they, o- they were shooting almost 60%. They pulled a three Purdue. point. They pulled a Purdue. Yeah. Yeah. In the first half. And what did we do? Every opportunity we had to stay in the game, turnover, <laughs> miss shot. <laughs> Didn't we? Aaron Henry dribbling oh, out of control. Ah, dude. Yeah. Honestly, he- and you know, obviously, you know, we came back in the second half, and really, who led that charge was like Rocket Watts. Rocket Watts was a beast in this game, man. Sixteen career high. He's confident again, man. I I want Ro- I want Rocket to shoot more than many others on the team i mean he clearly had you know he was i think what four from six from three if four i'm four of ten four of ten sorry Still, i'll take 40 percent all day i'm fine with it yeah and he knew kind of when to pull up for the three yep. when to take it in the hole he looked confident he looked like he was coming to his own same with foster lawyer i think foster lawyer knocked down a couple threes again in this game nope he had a couple shots they were outside shots two of three yeah couple threes two of three from the field of one from three okay sorry not trying to correct you but he did hit a couple long shots yes there i think they were long twos no they were but still that's huge foster lawyers going off recollection clark's got the stats pulled up how do three guys on our team get the flu yeah gabe brown being out that uh he only played they said tillman had the flu too and uh i mean that's that sounds like a bullshit excuse he played 36 minutes i've seen a lot of excuses and Today was uh, Tom Izzo's presser, and there was a couple things that they touched down, specifically, you know, uh, Xavier Tillman's expecting another kid. Okay, don't care. So they're saying being away away from his wife. Come on. 
He went three of fifteen. He missed six layups. I mean, you saw the end of the game. Those Why were we drawing up plays to him at the end of the game? He clearly his head wasn't in the game. the ball. Looked like he had grease all over his hands. It was just getting instead of dunking when he should dunk, he's going up for a soft ass layup and he's getting blocked. Well, he wasn't even getting blocked. He was just missing, straight up missing. missing. Yeah, but I mean, it's just I, he has. I need big. I need more out of him because he's shown more this entire season. Well, it's he be- could be a, a great player. I mean, he had 14 rebounds in this game. It's not like he, you know, got bodied all over the place. But you have to finish, man. I mean, like three of 15 for a post player. I mean, I know he went. Four, you know, he took four outside shots. That's way more than normal for him. But. I think the count was six missed layups. I don't know. Maybe it might have been like, you know, Wisconsin, Reavers, Matt Reavers, I think it is. Yeah. He, you know, was really stretching the floor a lot. So, you know, maybe that was affecting him because he was having to guard maybe more outside his usual uh, comfort zone. But that doesn't mean he can't finish around the rim when he gets the ball. No, that's true. No, I mean, at the end of the game, I, in my, in the group text that you're included in, I was saying, we should not give the ball to X. I don't care. You said, don't draw the play up to him. And then what did we do? Would you the damn player? I understand you're trying to give him confidence, trying to get him back in there, but he doesn't have the confidence clearly at that point in the game. I would want Cassius Winston or Rocket Watts taking that shot. That's it. Yeah, that's it. Cassius Winston, preferably, because he hit two threes at the end of the game that were ended up being meaningless. But yep. it's I, it's frustrating. But again, Cassius to me, man. Winston. Let's real quick on Cassius How do we Winston. Four free throws in a game. Talked about that in the last episode. You take four free throws, you're going to lose 95% of the time. Yeah. Four the entire game, Gary. Cassius Winston, two of two. Marcus Bingham, one of two. Wisconsin, 12 of 15 from the free throw line. Yeah. You tell me who wanted it more. Come on. You're get- Ka- Xavier Tillman gets 14 rebounds, three of them offensive rebounds. You tell me he can't get to the free throw line one time? I have an issue with that. There was a lot of contact that wasn't called. They were kind of letting him play through. Uh, especially with Xavier Tillman. There was a couple plays. Sure. I was like, how is that not a foul? Sure. I mean, but, I wonder all the time when Cassius goes to the floor how they don't call fouls. I mean, he goes to the floor. He goes to the floor a lot, <laughs> but still, he gets smoked, bro, yeah, in, in in the air. I mean, But the other thing is uh, what I started to allude to about Cassius Winston, again, another slow start by Cassius Winston in this game. Yeah, it was. And then, for some reason, we're a completely different team in the second half. It's like we want to have to try to come back. Like, but, I don't understand this mentality of this team. And this is something that's like been persistent over the last few years. 100%. Like you look at it, even when we had Bridges and Jackson. Like I think that was the game we had to come back from thirty Northwestern. Yeah, yeah. I, I just don't understand. Like this seems like it's a epidemic that's just followed this team over it's the last few years. Man. Yeah. I think it's completely mental, but I, I don't know what it is and, and why it happens, but I'm hoping that, you know, this has happened now, what, twice now with the Purdue game also. I hope they're learning something from these experiences and, and can overcome this adversity and figure out a way somehow to start quicker because, you know, clearly we battled back from how many down, 20 points down, and almost won the game in this this one. And you, you think, I think we should have won the game. We had every opportunity. Well, we they gave us every opportunity to take the game from them, and we just couldn't do it. And it begins and ends with the leaders on the team, Cassius Winston and Xavier Tillman. Yep. I, I need I need Gabe Brown to get healthy because I need him back in the starting lineup, and I need Aaron Henry back on the bench, coming off the bench, because Aaron Henry, man, for a kid that's got so much talent, said it when we talked to uh, Big Dog. The kid's a walking panic attack, man, right now. I, I I don't know what's going on. I just need him to regain his confidence, and I think it needs to come from him coming off the bench. Yeah, he, he's. <laughs> I think I can't have him starting I wouldn't say right he's now. Like he's a liability. I right wouldn't now. say he's like a similar style or size player, but he's like almost reminding me of like a Raymar Morgan esque, like yeah. underachieving his entire career. Like Raymar Morgan. Yeah, like was, I thought Raymar would have been, ended up being like a twenty and ten guy. I thought exactly. he was gonna be an all American and he just was always like eleven points, six rebounds. Yeah. And just like hey, steady Eddie, but he's not anything great. Yep. And I think Aaron Henry can be great. I, I think he can too, but I'm worried. Like his trajectory, yeah, dude, he, he just seems unsure. And like there was even a time he took it in and didn't know if he should go off the glass or lay it in. Like and then he just missed the layup. And you're just sitting there, just like I was when you were talking about that with your mouth up and like, what is happening right now? Yep. Like, I need you to be more decisive with the basketball in your hands, or I need you to have a seat on the bench. And I, this whole thing has got me thinking a little bit, and I want to hear your opinion on this. Like, 
Izzo's obviously very hard on the players. Yeah. And they know if they screw up, they're going to get pulled out of the game. Do you think that weighs on the players like, or takes away from like their confidence at all? Being a, a young kid, I'm saying like if you're an NBA player, maybe you're motivated in a different way. But do you think – you know, Izzo's coaching style can affect you My in a s- negative way because, uh. you know, sometimes when you're more confident and, you know, you play fearless, you play better, especially as a young kid. So, I, you know, maybe I'm just throwing it out there. My I don't know. This. I don't know. My I mean, obviously, it's Izzo's coaching style has breeded never plenty been, of success never, over the never time. Never not been that way. You're first and foremost playing the highest level of Division One basketball that you can be playing, right? These kids were big time recruits coming out of high yeah, school. Yeah, that's true. They knew what they were getting themselves into, especially a kid like Aaron Henry. Remember, Izzo chewed him out in the tournament last year, and the media had a you know field day with it. The whole circus that ensued after that happened, Gary, it was insane. But Aaron Henry and his own father came out and said these are the types of reasons why Aaron Henry a wanted to play for Tom Izzo and why you know his dad wanted him to play for Tom Izzo. Yeah. I, I mean, if it does, part of me wants to say that he's mentally weak because he should have expected to come in and have competition playing at Michigan State. Yeah, you I should just, never expect that your spot's safe unless you're a guy like Cassius Winston or Xavier Tillman. It I just mean, seems like I've seen with like Henry in, in particular a when, lot of second guessing, like well, second yeah, guessing when, his and decisions. You see his body language too, yeah. like when he goes to the bench and like he's just like head and hands, like oh I don't, you know I don't know what I was doing, like and you're like okay, well that's not reassuring. Aaron, thank you. I mean, he could just be putting a lot of pressure on himself. He going could into the season, it, man. I mean, he could going snap into out the season, moment. tons of people, analysts across the country, pointed to Aaron Henry as the key to our team being successful, and, and the weight is uh, bared. Notice the trend hard on when him. we lose the games that we lose. Yeah, I can't. Bl- I'm not blaming him for every single loss. Oh, I'm not by any means. I'm not so I'm blaming just him either. We need more consistency from his spot. I think we need more consistency from every player on this team. I mean, there's no question. I mean, X has been pretty damn consistent this entire season. He's had a couple bad games. Well, we talked about it at the beginning of the season. There was that lull, a few games yeah. where we, you know, we were like, "Is this what happened to last year's X?" Yeah. Now he's a monster. And then he came back and he played. He's played very solid in the recent games up been, until this game. He's been. He's averaging a double double on the season. I can't right. really hate on him. I'm not. I'm not saying. I'm just saying he's averaging like 14, 10, and three. He's doing pretty damn good this year. But you're right. I mean, in a game where you need him most, Indiana, he wasn't great against Indiana. When we need in big games like we've talked about, we need to have great play from our two best players in yeah. order to win the games. Yeah, that's true. Cassius and X have to play great, and neither one of them started out playing great in this game. Cassius had a very good second half, but too little, too late at that point. You can't go down sixteen points on the road to Wisconsin and expect to come back and win the game. I think it was nineteen at one point in the first half, but uh, yeah. But let's just get in our predictions. Yeah. Uh, Clark was predicted a sixty-four fifty-eight. Got the actual uh, got the sixty four right got for the 64, Wisconsin yeah not, wrong uh, side yeah wrong side and I said sixty seven uh, sixty two so we we're right around the area of where the score was and yeah. we just uh, predicted a W not an L so plenty of opportunity though yeah. the the one silver lining of all this is like yeah our schedule is going to be a little hard coming up but we have plenty of opportunities to prove ourselves improve the resume and prove the resume significantly. And uh, we got some help in the Big Ten standings. A quick state of the Big Ten. Illinois losing to Iowa yesterday. Thanks, Luca Garza. Iowa looking pretty strong recently. And, uh, yeah, so now we got a two-way tie with Maryland only a half game out of first place. So it's looking like uh, Illinois, Maryland, Michigan State. I still think this conference is going to come down to Michigan State and Maryland. I think people saw from the beginning of the year. And oh, yeah. we still play them twice. Uh, coming up here, so that's those are going to be huge games. You know, it's going to get exciting starting this week for Michigan State. Mm. Uh, yeah, Penn State. I can't remember when was our last game against a ranked team. Who ours? Yeah. Mm. Didn't we just uh, Michigan? Michigan? But Michigan. I mean, yeah, that's currently ranked. Shall I say? Um, Michigan was our last game against a ranked opponent against a team that's currently ranked rutgers probably yep and they weren't ranked at the time so this is a big one 
Penn State at home. Yeah, no, must win, obviously. All of them from here on out are must wins yeah. as far as I'm concerned. Well, especially at home. There's an oh, extra. You yeah. cannot drop Ooh. one at home. Can't lose at home. Just because of how little room for error there is on the road. But Our Penn, schedule is brutal to end the season here. Yeah, but like I said, silver lining. Can if, pick up some can nice we, dubs. Can we, did we learn anything from the, the adversity that we faced recently? Can we show – can Xavier Tillman make layups? We're going to find out. <laughs> God, I hope he can, man. So hope he's been practicing Penn State, all week. Penn State's coming off four straight wins against Michigan, Ohio State, Indiana, Nebraska. Not the top uh, talent of the Big Ten, but still, still respectable well, four-game four straight. Yeah. yeah. And they got Lamar Stevens, who just looks like a 40-year-old man coming in. Uh, they got him and Mike Watkins up front. Should be a, a formidable uh, matchup. I mean, you look at Penn State last year. I think Watkins looks like a forty-year-old man. Lamar Stevens does too. So yeah, both of them. Yeah. I mean, Mike, Mike Watkins. He looks like he's probably been playing there for about twenty years. Yeah, he's a beast. But uh, you know, look at Penn State last year. They were so close in so many games last year. Took so many teams down to the wire. Just couldn't get over the hump this year. They're they're able to find those wins, and now they're you know ranked in the top twenty five. It's very impressive what uh, Chambers has done in Penn State. But with all of that being said, this is a team that you know if we're a Big Ten champion, we need to win this game, and I think we need to win it by like ten points. Yeah, I mean, especially got, after the Wisconsin game, gotta come out and smack Penn State in the mouth. Um, we should beat Penn State, man. We should definitely beat this team. I mean, one thing about Lamar Stevens, he's a very good basketball player, right? Don't get me wrong. But I want him – I'd like to see us force him take more outside shots. Uh, I mean, he only shoots like 25% from three. So I'd like to see us force him out. Um, but who's going to guard him? That's the cash, That's the question, right? Um, put X on him? That's a good question. I don't know what the lineups uh, – Do you start maybe Gabe Brown? Maybe Gabe Brown seems a little small for a guy like Lamar no, Stevens. No, I don't think – I don't think that's going to be happening. Um, It'll be interesting to so see what line, What kind of lineup are we going to roll out there? Yeah. Bingham? Ah, uh, I don't you know. You could put X on him, and you could start Bingham. I think you could see Bingham start in this game, and you could see X guarding Lamar Stevens and Watkins being, being uh, guarded by uh, Marcus Bingham yeah. to start the game. That's why I wouldn't mind seeing more Julius Marble There's for like a game like this. But I'd like to see us force Lamar Stevens out. Um, are we doing? What are we doing right now? Are we doing a uh, prediction? Yeah, sure. Why not? Let's get one in. What do you got? Penn State's not a bad basketball team. They're actually no. a good basketball team. They're ranked 20th. They have a better record than us right now. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I like we talked about. You got to hold down home court. I think we've looked very good at home. Much better. Much better team at home than on We're the road. Like a completely different team at home. Um, I think we get this done done 77-65 over Penn State. 77-65. 77-65. Wow. <laughs> you seriously almost stole my exact pick. I was cooking up in my head. I think, yeah, we're definitely going to bounce back in this game. I'm going to say 72-61 to That's what I'm going to go with my prediction. Perfect. 11-point victory. And I think we should lead this game end-to-end. That's my prediction. Perfect. But, I mean, you look at Penn State, they beat Indiana pretty handily, a team that we couldn't beat on the road. But like I said, we're a completely different team at home. That's what I'm basing my pick off of. And then that rolls us right into the Michigan game. Ah. This Saturday at Chrysler Arena. And you know Michigan's desperate for a win. They did have a nice little comeback here, winning uh, against Nebraska without Xavier Simpson, then beating Rutgers. At home, albeit, but still, uh, no, that a wasn't. Big win. That wasn't at home. That was at Madison Square Garden. Was it? Yeah. Oh, really? Yep. Was a neutral court game? Yes. Wow. They beat them at Madison Square Garden. I didn't so know that's that. an even better. That's kind of a better win for them because there was probably a ton of Rutgers fans. Yeah. At that wow. Game. I did not realize that. Yeah. Yep. Michigan. Uh, yeah. Michigan beat Rutgers by six. That's a good win for them. They're still probably a bubble team, I'd say overall. Yeah, we actually have a question uh, about Michigan that's going to be directed for our. I would probably Michigan expert Kish who I'd will be calling put in them shortly in the tournament. At this point, I mean, they're going to come they out. Beat Gonzaga. Yeah, this, here's what gives <laughs> a shit on me about playing Michigan on the road. It's the way we've looked in our road games, like Purdue and at uh, the one at Wisconsin. If you can't let Michigan start off like that, or it's not going to go up. Here's, it's going to be bad. That's not true. I mean, look at last year. Vegas was doing money signs to the crowd, and then what happened in that second half? Do you remember that? Clark? You think our team's better this year? 
No, but I think Michigan is worse than last year. So is our team then. Uh, probably. But here's the reason why I think that we should and, and will win this game. Michigan is not a great shooting team. No, they're not. They have proven that. Yeah, they're not a good shooting team. And, yeah, hey, maybe they can hit some shots, but averages and percentages usually always, most of the time, even out. And they got over a point the course guard of a that's game. not an elite three-point shooter, so exactly. I'm fine with that. Exactly. Make Teske shoot threes. And I think that we've also proven over the last four games that we're just a bad matchup, I think, for Michigan. I think the Cassius Winston-Xavier Simpson matchup, I think, is just a bad matchup for Michigan. And I think Teske has been neutralized in all four of the games that we've played him. He's been forced to take outside shots on a consistent basis. Yeah. For being a seven foot two. That's what I'm saying. Pretty damn soft. All of those four games that I'm thinking of, every time I've said it, I said in our preview last uh, game this season, we've forced him to somehow go shoot threes instead of getting inside in the paint. Yeah. And I don't know, maybe that is him being weak. I don't know what the cause of that is, but I think we beat Penn State, we beat Michigan. Those are two big back-to-back wins and uh, could propel us here moving forward right into next week's game, which will be against Illinois. The Mich- could be for the Big Ten. Brandon Jones Jr. has been playing Leap. a lot better for Michigan, though. i got to point that out. I thought I think Livers is probably out, right, 100%. So I actually did a little research on it today, and I know Kish will probably address this when uh, we have us calling about him you thought he was going to be playing, you know, what, a month ago when we played them? Still out, injured, and I guess he did try to play that one game, and they're saying he re-aggravated it. They even, His groin, yeah. Yeah, I even heard some rumblings that it's actually a completely new injury than the previous one. Wow. Uh, that hasn't been verified. And Tough go for I'm him. I'm sure they're not going to verify I'm sure Juwan Howard's not going to verify that. Well, why would he? I wouldn't either. Exactly. <laughs> so I, I do think uh, he will be doubtful, but who knows? Um, if he does play, he won't be 100%. So that's another reason I, I want to give Michigan State the edge in this game. Let's get into predictions. I'm going to give mine first this time. Okay. I think it's going to be a difficult game. I think it will be closer um, well, then 20 than, it points. Was, yeah. than, than it was in East Lansing for yeah. sure. Or maybe it won't be. Oh. Okay. I'm seeing a 65 to 58 victory okay wow i'm being very conservative i want to pick a higher score but the way we played on the road even with the factors i've already named of why we're going to beat them okay i'm going to be modest and pick a nice little six six point uh spread that was a seven point spread what i say 65 to 58 mm. Mm. yep huh gary still got jamaica on his <laughs> um <laughs> Anyways, Michigan. I'm not going to pick Michigan to win. Um, what did we beat them last time? We beat them. We beat them good. We scored 87. On yep. Them. Well, you expect us to score 22 mm. less points? Huh? Mm. Yeah, really reconsidering I, uh, my pick now. I'm going to go with uh, 74 to 68 victory for Michigan State. I think one by six. It'll be a close game. I think that is six points. By the way. I know, thank you. <laughs> I know. That's why that I said is, that's why I that's why I said it, Gary. Thank you. Oh man. Oh, I kinda missed it. W I, for the Spartans. Yeah, definitely getting the W. And can't wait for this game. Per usual. If we make it five in a row, it will feel damn good. Yeah, of course. And then I'll play them again in the Big Ten tournament. Come on. But a Michigan preview wouldn't be complete if we didn't bring in the scum analyst himself, Kish. Let's bring him on. All right. Welcoming back to the program for the second time, our first reoccurring guest, our scum analyst, resident of Chicago, RCR investor. Yes, investor. Friend of the pod, Kish. Welcome back on. Gentlemen, it's great to be here. Uh, Appreciate uh, you guys giving me a call again two times in one month. This is... (laughs) getting a little absurd but but i do appreciate it happy to be here congratulations yes thank you for coming back you must be doing something right cash we haven't figured out what that is yet but guess so i'm guessing the listeners enjoyed uh enjoyed the episode last time that's that's why you guys are calling me again today right yeah i feel like we've almost had this conversation before like as in five (laughs) minutes ago but anyways welcome back on thanks guys so cash before we get into uh this saturday's game just real quick 
Michigan's had a pretty crazy season so far. They were, you know, ranked in the top five at one point, and then they've slowly declined since with the injury of Isaiah L- Livers and the suspension of Xavier Simpson. But a couple bounce backs, bounce back wins uh, last week. What do you think about this team? Where do you think they're headed? Yeah, that's a great question. You know, I, I think. I think Michigan's early success really inflated everybody's expectations. Uh, I think U of M has one of the most depleted rosters in the Big Ten. Uh, they lost Pool. Uh, I mean, they lost three starters from last year. Then they have Isaiah Livers go down this year, who was their leading scorer at the time. Um, again, Michigan's relying on folks like Eli Brooks uh, and Austin Davis, a.k.a. Custard Shack, who <laughs> probably wouldn't find a roster a roster spot in the Big Ten anywhere else. So um, I, I don't think Jawan Howard's been a perfect coach. I think he's failed to make adjustments at times, but I, I do think he's getting the most out of his players where, I mean, aside from Teske, it's just kind of a crapshoot who's going to show up uh, every game, you know? So you don't think a team like Michigan State who lost Josh Langford – Matt McQuaid, Kenny Goins hitting the biggest shot in Michigan State history. Those perhaps. are three starters. You don't think that uh, is a depleted team? I mean, maybe. Nick Ward? That's four. Okay, and you guys bring back uh, potentially the best player in college basketball, Cassius Winston. Uh, and then you have Xavier Tillman, who's projected to get drafted before Winston, maybe a late first rounder. Uh, I mean, even the High guys praise. who are struggling High on praise. the team, I think I mentioned this last time I was on. Michigan State probably has the most NBA players on their roster in the Big Ten. High praise. But most of them just aren't there yet. Uh, like Marble, Hall, Bingham, Aaron Henry. Those guys would lift Michigan in so many different ways. They would immediately Thank become you. the best players. And wow. I think probably from your perspective, you think they might be holding you guys back a little bit. Uh, so that's what I mean when, when U of M's roster is depleted. Um, again, we're relying on Eli Brooks to drop 12 a game at Michigan where – I, I mean, where does he fit in on Michigan State's roster? No place. You know? So, Kish, I mean, that no sounds place. like more of like excuses for the issues they've had. I was asking more or less, you know, where do you think the team, where do you wow. think this team is? Team ceiling. Shots Give me some ceiling. I'm here to watch. I'm just here to listen. Excuses. I mean, you guys follow college basketball. You know, John Beeline left at a really bad time. Juwan Howard had zero, he had one recruit, Franz Wagner, come in. I mean, heard he was a five star. Heard he was a five star. Uh, Heard he was a five star. Maybe out in Germany he might have been. <laughs> a, German <laughs> five, a German five. <laughs> Still has a lot of developing to do. Uh, so Not, where are the teams uh, at currently? I think the early success where they beat Gonzaga, UNC, and those teams. I, I think that really inflated expectations. Big time. Um, I mean, I I think Michigan falls in line right where the, all the nation predicted them to end up, like bottom third of the Big Ten. Um, I think that's about right. I think. Michigan's actually playing better than expectations right now. Um, again, like Custard Shack, Austin Davis putting up crazy numbers right now. Eli Brooks really coming through. Even Franz Wagner's had like a really good stretch of games. Um, Brandon I, I don't think any of these guys were are, are supposed to be relied on to, to win the Big Ten this year, but that, that's what Michigan's doing. Brandon Johns had a big game last game. That's your cousin, Kish. Brandon Johns, I mean, this guy... Uh, again, he he'd probably be he should be a great sixth or seventh guy uh, on a roster, but he's in a position right now where Michigan's relying on him if we're going to win games. So, I mean, I really like how he progressed, uh, but still uncertain if we can rely on him every single night. Yeah, there's no doubt that there is definitely a talent gap. Uh, you know, you're not. You don't uh, have one guy. You're not as fortunate as Michigan State in regards to depth. That's for sure. And Gary's yeah, the, here, just peppering shots. No, I'm just I'm I'm agreeing with Kish. Is, oh. I'm agreeing with Kish's points. They don't have the depth that Michigan State has. You know, <laughs> if we if we lost the players that Michigan did in their starting five, you know, we would be in a big tr- or we I, wouldn't be as in big trouble as sure. Michigan is. I would say I would one thing is like that he pointed out. They don't have one guy that they can rely on. Yeah, whereas we have two. So. That's true. I do would say that we are uh, blessed in that category. So he made up a good point. That was a good rebuttal, Kish. I think Michigan's biggest strength is that aside from Teske, like where as an uh, an opposing coach, where do you put the rest of your players? Like who do you put focus on from a defensive standpoint? Like it's a crapshoot. You have no idea. I mean, most of the time, none of them show up, but you have no idea if Eli Brooks is going to hit four threes or Brandon Johns is going to have another 20-point game. Who knows? What do you think about for this weekend's game, Cash? How do you see it playing out? 
you know, I, I went with my heart last time. Last time I was on here, I said Michigan was going to win. And I didn't actually think that to be true. Michigan's got nobody on their roster. It's kind of uh, like, like when me and Clark picked Michigan State to win in football. Yeah. Every, every single week, right? Yeah. I predict I Michigan State to go undefeated in both sports every <laughs> single year. And it just doesn't happen. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I'm going to pick a little more smarter, if you will, today. Uh, I, I don't I don't think Michigan has the talent uh, or the coaching to, to, to flat out beat Michigan State. I think a lot of needs to go their way. I think getting Xavier Tillman and or Cassius in fall trouble would be huge. Uh, so, do you want my prediction? Is yeah, this, let's get a score prediction. So it's not going to be pretty. Um, I, I wish I could say Michigan's going to blow them out, but but they're not. Um, unfortunately, I think I'm going to have to go MSU seventy one, U of M seventy two in the last seconds, and they bring it home. <laughs> <laughs> uh, who's who's in that game winner for you guys? Eli Brooks or? No, it, it doesn't matter. <laughs> he has no idea. Just like no he, just like he said, no idea. Uh, is it going to be Nunez? Uh, like to, is it going to be Young Nunes? I'd like to see yeah, Adrian Nunez. Uh, that, that guy's not going to have a spot on the team next year. But funny thing is, Austin Davis, who was about to get pushed out, I think might have just earned a spot on the team next year. Could potentially be the starting center going in for Michigan next year if they're if they're two like four and five star centers don't don't end up being good. Four sure. and five star centers not end up being good. That would- that's a rarity, it sounds like, especially yeah. for the five-star caliber player. I mean, what, what was Marcus Bingham? He had to be a pretty highly touted recruit. Uh, just snuck into the four-star category. Just bottom four. <laughs> just snuck high in. High three. Gotcha. Low gotcha. caliber recruit for MSU, <laughs> but anyways. Um, still developing. Still developing. As we've seen. Just like Adrian yeah. Payne. So before we go, I think we got one mailbag question that... uh... Yes, we do from Mike K. in Farmington Hills. This one is for Kish specifically. Thank you, Mike K. Me and him him are going back and forth in Jamaica. Nice. Talking a little Michigan, Michigan State sports. A little banter. That's good. Nice, yes. Hit me with it. The latest analysts are showing the AA clowns to be in the NCAA tournament as a nine seed. (laughs) As a nine seed, despite being at the bottom of the Big Ten. Why is that? With the remaining schedule, what do they need to do to not jeopardize this? Kish, we await your answer. Um, I, I just think they can't lose to the two or three teams that are below them. Um, I, I think Michigan maybe needs to go 500 for the rest of the season and, and hope that the, the Big Ten continues to play out the way it has been, where all these good teams are losing on the road to to these pathetic teams and hopefully teams like Rutgers, UNC, Gonzaga, Iowa continue to show out because Michigan already has wins against them. Uh, And I think Michigan maybe needs to steal one, whether it be MSU, Iowa again, Ohio State, one of those schools. They play Uh, play Rutgers again at Rutgers? They 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 play Rutgers at the rack. Wait, they had to play them in New York City and now at the rack. Yeah, yeah, that was a really smart move by Ward Manuel to to, – get rid of a home game and play a neutral court game in New York and go back, go back two weeks later to New Jersey to play in the rack, That's which ridiculous. even though Rutgers is like a joke of a football program, they actually have a pretty decent basketball team this year. Yeah, they're undefeated at home. That's uh, yeah. odd scheduling. They got Geo Baker coming off the bench. Geo Baker would be the first, second, third, and fourth best player on Michigan, <laughs> and he's coming off the bench. <laughs> Uh, oh man, yeah. I mean, but there's. So, you're right. I, I would agree with you. I think Michigan is in the tournament. I said that. I believe I said that earlier in the show. Um, and I totally agree with your your analysis, Kish. Like, I think if they go 500, beat the teams they should, and then steal a game against one of the upper echelon Big Ten teams, I think that's going to be enough just with on the strength of the Big Ten. Potentially, I think they probably need to win a game or two in the Big Ten tournament to solidify it. But because but would, if they lose five five more games it puts them in about 13 losses on the season that's very borderline for the tournament but their wins their resumes their quad one wins those stick out so yeah i just i think he's just right snag one on the road and i think you'll and defend your home court you're probably good and just the strength of the big 10 alone i mean it's it's incredible we've never seen i think they i saw today there's like eight or nine teams in the top 35 in the net rankings which is just absurd strength or is it i don't know mediocrity yeah 
Yeah, all college basketball is just kind of mediocre. Tom Rizzo uh, said I will point out one thing to make the final four. With it. Um, I, I heard before, or like when Juwan Howard got hired, that Tom Rizzo actually came out in, in favor of Juwan Howard and like put his name out there saying like Juwan Howard is a guy he'd recommend that Michigan hires to be a coach. Um, I don't know if you noticed, but in the Michigan Rutgers game, Michigan ran the same play maybe 10 times in a row. It was that double screen. Oh, uh, yeah. Up at the top of the key. The weave. Uh, and, and, you know, Izzo created that play. And that play is just unguardable. It's a great play. I don't know if you you guys recognize that, but Michigan State always runs that double high screen at the top of the key. Oh, yeah. Michigan just did that over and over and over, and it's it's really unstoppable. So it's, it will be cool to see how Izzo defends it. I'm, I'm guessing he just doesn't guard Xavier Simpson and lets him shoot as many threes as he wants. That's what I would <laughs> well, that's Xavier Simpson shoot as much as they want. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. That's the key Other to win. teams haven't picked up on it yet. <laughs> Still a secret to the rest of the Big Ten. Yeah. That's uh, uh, that's, that's hilarious. Well, Kesh, always a no pleasure you having you on. I appreciate your honesty. Gave a lot of props to Michigan State. Talked, you know, a little bit more shit about your own team than I uh, imagined. But he's a realist. I, I, gotta, I appreciate, gotta, I gotta appreciate that. No, I appreciate, you appreciate that. It's a, it's rare in this world. And, and I noticed that there's been no changes at all to Michigan State's team. Just same coaches, same players, same same scheme going into it. So we don't have to have any football talk going into going into next year. Oh no 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 not at all actually I I'm probably not gonna be on the podcast for the football season next year. It's <laughs> just a basketball podcast. I'm just gonna now. be a strictly a basketball if, podcaster. If you, have, if you have any ideas on who can replace me for football season, <laughs> throw them Gary's way. Send the resume. <laughs> I think I'm just gonna retire for football season. But uh, yeah, that's uh, that's where things stand. Maybe Kish, I think we should probably bring you back maybe for the Big Ten tournament preview. Thoughts? Well, if, if that's what the listeners want. We'll do, we'll, uh, you, we'll do a poll. You've been trending pretty high in the polls lately, so I think it's probably going to be a uh, – we're going to bring you back for a third time. If we get the Kish bump on views this week and listens, then, uh, yeah, we'll definitely have you back on. Maybe retweet, right. you know, tell your friends about it. Not I'll try my best and let, let your finance guy know what my going rate is. I know he's familiar <laughs> with it, so. I'll let him know. I'll pass it along. Awesome. Sounds good. I'll talk to you guys later. All right, All right later, thanks, Kish. bud. Go Blue. Very introspective interview from uh, Kish there. I really, again, was impressed with his honesty about the Michigan football or the Michigan basketball program and where it stands right now. But we'll learn a lot this week in regards, and we learn a lot each week in the Big Ten. And yep. uh, this week should should be no different, especially come Saturday. So let's finish up the show with the mailbags. Uh, you know, we put it uh, to our biggest fans to to show up this week and. Got a few more responses than last week. The Twitter followers chimed in a little bit. Yeah, we did. Uh, I can read the first one here. It was a late, late, late entry. Late entry from our boy Rose down in Houston. Rose, we always appreciate you writing in. Uh, he said, when it all shakes out, what seed do you expect MSU to head into the tournament with? Odds currently sit at plus 1,200 for MSU to win the natty. How much money are you willing to throw at that? One day salary? One week? Entire 401k. <laughs> um, Seed-wise, I don't think we're going to be a number one seed. I just don't think it's going to happen unless we were to like win out and win the Big Ten tournament. We'd and, ha- well, like I said, there are a lot of opportunities on the schedule. We'd have to win them all. I think we're probably going to be in the three to four range. I think we can get up to a two. Especially- we could get up to a two, but I think we're probably going to be a three or four. I mean, we honestly could get up to a one still. There's still plenty of plenty opportunities. Of for, yeah. yeah. I just don't see it happening right now with the way the team's playing. No, absolutely. With, um, with the, the current status and performances we've seen, there's no chance in hell we're going to get through this uh, schedule unscathed. I mean, we'd have to win both Maryland games, which would be huge. Uh, Iowa at yep, home. Yep, yep. So I'm thinking three to four range. Uh, as far as your question on how much money I would be willing to throw – it is zero dollars at this point. In time. Yeah, I would be willing to throw zero dollars, Rose. I'd be actually interested to hear your response of how much you're going to throw on it as a uh, new father. So a lot of responsibilities. A lot of out responsibilities there, out there, Rose. Let's think about that. Maybe call the gambling hotline. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how much we're spending on games here, but you know, I'm here if you need me, bud. You can always send me a text. You know, I'll shoot the gambling hotline number back to you. You can always call Gary. He's always a good, easy person to talk to, bud. You know, or maybe call our betting expert, Billy G. Well, maybe he can give you some expert actually, advice. Yeah, Billy G. Yeah, yeah. Heard he did well in. Uh, yeah, good thing he went Madison. to the game. 
Yeah, he mm. bet uh, about 1,500 large on Spartans to cover. Mm. How'd that work out? How'd it work out, Billy? Not good. Yeah. Hope you walked back. Hope you walked back to Detroit. We learned a lesson. You're no longer allowed to go to road games. You've you been can't banned. You can't go to road games, and you can't bet on Michigan State games. Actually, I'm going to make sure you no more games for the remainder of the season. Yep. And we're going to actually set a ban going into next season through December. So 2021 – you're allowed to attend Michigan State Spartan basketball games. Till then, the RCR has issued a ban, and I will notify the ticketing office and StubHub. Thank you, Clark. Yep, no problem. Billy, they pay you too much money to be betting money like that. <laughs> <laughs> so a quick question, because this kind of pertains to uh, the last question about what our seed would be. Uh, this question coming in, another one from Mike Kay in Farmington Hills. He said, the Big Ten leaders already have three losses with plenty of games to go. How many losses do you think the winner of the Big Ten will have? Already have three. Five or six. Winner of the Big Ten. They have winner, five or six. five or six. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to have to agree with you on that. I'm going to say I think five is the sweet spot. To win an outright Big Ten, I think if you get to six, you're going to be sharing it with some people. Six is going to be a split Big Ten. I think five can get you an outright yep. at this point yep. with who everybody has to play still. Absolutely. There's still a lot of big games coming up. Um, this next question coming in from Namir K in Farmington Hills. He says, we're about two-thirds into the season. Why is the squad rotation so disjointed? Do you really believe this team has a chance of making it into the Sweet 16? Doesn't seem like we've been able to come back and win a game with a significant deficit at the half. Um, I mean, Aaron Henry is the reason why there's really no set squad rotation right now. We've touched on that. I mean, he, he's a just walking turnover. I mean, I don't know. He can't be relied on to start, so you have to shift guys around. I mean, I wish I could rely on Aaron Henry and know that he could be a for sure starter. Yeah, I think Gabe Brown's the answer, and then obviously based on matchup, do you start Bingham? Do you go smaller? I don't know. I think that's why. I mean, it would be nice, yeah, if we had some consistency with our lineup and we could rely on the set lineup every game, no question. Do I think we can get to a Sweet 16? 100%. Uh, I mean, we've been battle-tested. We've played some of the best teams in America. We've got some really good wins on the road. Um, See, for me, and that's what We so have leadership. We have a point guard that can, when he turns it on, when he turns it on be unstoppable. We've got Xavier Tillman. We've got a lot of good supporting characters. Yeah, I don't think the question is, can we make a Sweet 16? I expect to make the Sweet 16. The question should be, can we make a Final Four run? Yeah, it still, it still should be the question. That's what the funny thing is with all of everything that's happened recently. The losses, the inexplicable losses yeah. to Purdue and Wisconsin. The grand scheme of things, the regular season is pretty much pointless in my opinion. Other than winning the Big Ten Championship and winning yeah. those trophies. At the end of the day, if you're like in a top four seed... Yeah, you can it make just a run. depends on where you're placed and what the matchups are. You can make a run, and you can win. You can tear down the nets at the end, or cut down the nets at the end of the year. So, you know, I am worried right now. And like I said, I said it a couple of episodes ago. We acted like last year's team was like amazing. We lost to Indiana twice. We got swept by Indiana last year. So, you know, I think that putting things into perspective, we still have a lot of opportunity to prove the team we can be. And I think if we do put it all together at the right time, which is hopefully in March and into April, we can be bringing home some serious stuff. So that's what I'm banking on. I agree. But let's get into a couple more questions from our Twitter followers. Finally got some uh, responses from our self-coveted number one fan, Joe V. Salty Dog out in Denver. He wow, said, he's back. He's, the return he, and of it salt. was maybe one of the most shortest questions I've ever seen. He said, is Tillman good or what is he? Wow. Learn English, Salt. Um, Tillman good. Yeah, Tillman's good. He had an off night. That's what I'm going to attribute to. Did and you read the statistics? Did you hear the statistics that I said earlier in the show? Probably so didn't. 14, 10, and 3. Yeah, I'd say he's doing pretty damn good this season. Very versatile. He's blocking shots. He's been playing great defense. Yeah, would I like him to hold on to the ball a little bit better when Cassius throws a dime to him and make a bunny underneath the hoop? Yeah, I would. But, yeah, Tillman's a very good basketball player, and uh, I'm not worried about him. I think there's a – I mean, Izzo made some excuses, like I said, today in today's presser, but I think he's going to bounce back. And, 100%. Yeah. Uh, we've seen it. He had a slow start to this season. He was playing an extremely high level for about two months there, and I think – you know, I think the sky's the limit for him. I still think he's still a great player, and you know, maybe his mind was elsewhere, and I don't know. 
We'll find out a lot this week on where Xavier Tillman is, but I'm not concerned. I, I we've seen his potential, and I think he'll uh, continue to continue to improve as we move forward through the rest of the year. Yeah. Another question coming from Adam D, another great fan out in Cali. He says, "I think I'm realizing this team is just an above-average squad away from the Brez. Fortunately, I think that's true for most of college basketball this year. Good at home, bad on the road. True or false? We're still a Final Four team." I'm not keeping my hopes hot, he says. Uh, he also I, says, real yep. quick, he's heading to Thailand tonight. Ooh. So if I don't come back due to the coronavirus, uh, it's been great knowing you and keep up the solid work. Go green. Wow, Adam D, be careful over there. Um, Safe travels, man. If you if you don't feel right, just go ahead and stay. Yes. Have to quarantine you out of here. Um, but, yeah, I think I, yeah, I think we just addressed it. I think we're st- I, we still – I expect us to make a run at the Final Four. Do I know if – I think it depends on the matchups. I think it depends on who's in our bracket and whatnot. Uh, but do I think we can be? Yeah, absolutely. When we are on, I think we can compete with anybody in America. But the problem I is, mean, is we we're s- just not consistent. Well, that's, we, there's, there's, there's a problem. And that's how it was yeah. last year. But that's the thing. We hit our stride at the right time last year. Yeah, and I think like into you the said, Big it, Ten tournament. It all matters coming into the Big Ten tournament, getting hot at that time, and then we can beat anybody and we can do some damage in the tournament. And that's what happened. Our t- I mean, other than I think against Bradley, we had a tough game. But then you saw the t- the players that we saw smashed LSU. Re- well, I'm saying like you saw the the ceiling of some of the players we were hoping to see the whole entire season. Gabe, Gabe Brown, Brown and Aaron Henry. Henry. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So as long as these players continue to progress, I. Uh, Rocket Watts. Yeah. Marcus Aaron, Henry, Aaron Henry can get consistent getting lawyer to do what he's been doing exactly. recently. Yeah. There, we have so much room to improve, and the ceiling is so high with this team. I think you cannot count this team out of, as getting to a Final Four. No, no, I agree with you 100% there. Don't let these losses discourage you. Recency bias. Don't let them discourage you. Um, I, if this team is battle-tested. They have guys that have been to a Final Four. They have guys that have won multiple Big Ten championships on the roster. They know how to win. When it matters, I trust that, and I trust our coach more than any other coach in America. So, especially we beat a when professional basketball team last year. Do I need to remind you of that? We beat a professional basketball team to go to the Final Four. So, that's it. And we can do it again. Absolutely. And that's going to do it for the mailbag this week. Again, appreciate everyone chiming in finally and uh we hope to see some more uh of you guys especially ones we haven't heard from in a while chime in for next week's episode thank you all for listening as we say every time you can follow us on instagram twitter facebook listen to us on spotify apple Podcasts, alexa any podcast app you use to listen to a podcast you can find the red cedar rundown if we are not on that app you let me know i will see that we are on that app So continue to tell your friends, continue to tell your family, and as always, go green, go white.